0: Welcome in the sports decaf in the morning. It is your boy, the one and only, the man of the hour, the guy who steals the show, Dawud Abdullah.
1: Yo, what's up, everyone? It is um, what is it? Wednesday, Wednesday,
0: m- Wednesday morning. You already know. It's your boy Dawud Fatul. What's up? What's up? Yep. See, summertime, you just forget the days of the week, and you you know, it's just how it is. But anyways, mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about some NBA and some NFL today, and you know. We're going to start off after, you know, this first topic. First, we're going to talk about, you know, Kevin Durant, his Achilles and things like that. And then we're going to talk about Nick Nurse. Did he blow the game? And then we're going to talk about Jalen Ramsey having little issues with the Jacksonville Jaguars and things like that. And, you know, saying some words, but we're going to get into that later on the show. But to start it off, my my greatest player in the world, Kevin Durant, suffering an Achilles injury. You know, it was... He played 12 of the first 14 minutes in that game five, but who's really to blame for that injury?
1: I mean, obviously it's the doctors. I feel like, you know, the doctors kind of misdiagnosed him to an extent. I don't think this guy was ready to play. I think at best he was 70 to 60% healthy. Um, Kevin Durant, first of all, playing 12 twelve out of 14 minutes. You got to understand kind of the rotation system that the Warriors go by. I understand that he has missed, he has missed a month. I don't know if he should have played a majority of that first quarter, but... I mean, Kevin Durant was just not ready to play. And I think that's what it comes down to. I think the doctors did a horrible job. And also there's a whole stigma that we kind of we kind of peer pressure Kevin Durant to play. Everyone wanted him to play for game five, and they knew that the Warriors dynasty slash legacy is on the line in game five. That's kind of what, you know, prompted Kevin Durant to come. And it sucks that someone like Kevin Durant, who has received the most backlash in, in, in you know, the past three years in in the NBA, now had to, you know, had to kind of cater to the fans. You know, play play for the Warriors, and then now he just you know had one of the worst injuries uh, a professional athlete can have. So, in order, to, in who, who's to blame? I I put some blame on obviously the doctors because I feel like they could have done a much better job. But I also got to put blame on the whole social media fan base, everyone that's that's just a part of basketball, a, sp- a part of the NBA. You know, little little ass, uh, atmosphere that we got going on is because. Kevin Durant has endured so much while being a Golden State Warrior and that's what it comes down to. He's had the hardest time being a Golden State Warrior compared to anyone else. Not because, you know, things have been uh, extremely difficult, only because people give him so much backlash. And for him to, you know, it seemed like for that game everyone needed Kevin Durant to play and I feel like he just kind of chimed into what people needed needed from him and that just, it, it just it, it sucks to see cuz Kevin Durant, you know, we me and you always go back and forth. He's the best player in the NBA in your opinion. I he's definitely top 2 or top 3. I mean, it sucks to see and I'm hoping the best for him, but I mean,
0: man, this is
1: one of the this 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 whole situation is horrible.
0: I'm I'm blaming the whole Warriors organization because first first off, you know like you said, Steve Kerr had him playing 12 of the first 14 minutes. I don't think Durant should have played over 10 minutes in the first half should have been maybe three to four minutes each quarter and maybe the fourth quarter pick it up, you know, during crunch time, maybe seven to ten minutes. You know, if anything. You know, you gotta get the guy loose. You gotta get him going. You gotta get him active. And then second, you got Bob Myers, their GM president of basketball operations. He has the final say to say yes or no. And I think, you know, there was reports, I think it was Jalen Rose saying, you know, he saw him practice. He's like, there's no way in hell he's returning. Like there's absolutely no way, and you're you're talking about a guy, Jalen Rose, who's you know played in the league, you know a veteran in the league, who's you know who's seen it all, you know he started the the Kobe injury, the the Kobe rule for pretty you know where you can't step in a guy's shooting space, but anyways, I think that's you know the second thing to begin with, and then there's there's been this is the final thing where I think Kevin Durant you know kind of made his call to play, is those reports questioning you know. His desire to return to the team, you know, saying Kevin Durant they didn't want to go out there. You know, he wanted to show world. That's why I blame media, yeah. I blame everyone. He wanted to show the world, you know, that, you know, he can play. He, you know, he wants to play for his team. It's like he had something to prove to people who only, you know, showed negative towards him. So I think that's another thing you can blame. And, and you know, there was reports report saying in the locker room there was, you know, his own teammates questioning, you know, his will to play. Kendrick Perkins. He was talking about how he texted Kevin Durant over the weekend. He said, you know, you should not play in this game. You should sit out. You know, there's no way in hell, you know, I I see you coming back. And Durant responded with, nah, man, there's been people saying, uh, you know, uh, questioning my, you know, will to play and things like that and yada yada and then that that was the final factor and that's what it comes which-
1: you got to understand first of all who kevin durant is and he's someone who's always wanted to respond to others if you look at what he does on twitter yeah. always chiming into people arguing with people kevin durant is someone who is affected by the media so for you to uh, you know for for the media to put up negative headlines or or to to question his will to play or his heart Kevin Durant's obvi- he's a competitor. He's going to try to show you that he's that he's not soft, that he's not yada yada yada. So, that's what it comes down to. And I, that's why I blame I blame everyone that was involved in this. Everyone saying, you know, is he, is he really injured or do you know, he's leaving the Warriors anyway. He doesn't want to play. Stuff like that, I mean, that's the thing that kind of infuriates me. The thing with Bob Myers, however, he's the general manager and if if you know what goes down within organizations, a general manager has to get the words from his doctors. He's gonna ask all the doctors: Is he ready to play? Is he good? How is he looking? And he even said, you know, whenever during the press conference that he went through multiple multiple doctors, multiple you know uh, uh, professionals and whatnot. They told him that he's ready to play. And Bob Myers said that you know we we took this with tremendous care. We had a microscope under the whole situation. So. G- GM Bob Myers was only being told positive about Kevin Durant. So I look at what, you know, I don't, I don't blame him necessarily because it's coming from people that really knew or knew, knew the whole situation with Kevin Durant, a.k.a. the doctors. So I kind of blame what the doctors were doing, especially going through, you know, I'm a, a lot of professionals and whatnot. But you also got to look at this. This is not just an NBA regular season game where you come back and then, you know, you got to play 20 minutes or play 18 minutes This is the NBA Finals, and that's what it comes down to. You're jumping right into the fire. You're going to be guarding Kawhi Leonard, or you're going to be guarding, you know, Pascal Siakam. You're going to have to play 40 minutes, 30s, high 30s, and Kevin Durant wasn't ready for that, and that's what it comes down to. He was not ready to play 30 minutes of high-intensity basketball, especially in a must-win game in the Finals. And if this was maybe the first round, you know, against the L.A. Clippers, you could maybe allow him to play 15 to 16 minutes, let him get his groove back, and even and that's that's a risk just at that. But for him to play, you know, in a in a in a key crunch time game in the finals when he's clearly not healthy, I mean, I blame I blame the doctors and I blame everyone that was involved in this. I mean, what happened to Kevin Durant is is, is horrible. I'm I'm hoping I'm praying for the best of him. Because I'm hoping this guy can come back. You know, he had he had the fracture whenever he was uh, at age, uh, age 25. And and, a lot of-
0: and, I mean, he, he even rushed that one, too. He did. And and, it ended uh, up getting worse, and he, you know, he missed a lot more games than expected. But, I mean, with, with Durant, the thing is, I mean, he, his desire to play, you know, he loves the game of basketball. And I think the problem is the social media. You know, he's, he's on the Internet too much. Because you see a guy like Kawhi Leonard, I think we're going to see this a lot now you know, just due to the fact that players are getting more injured, more prevalent and things like that, you're going to see players take the, you know, matter into their own hands. They're going to get their own personal doctor like Kawhi Leonard did to where the doctor said, you know, why are you out there playing? You know, because Kawhi Leonard said, you know, in San Antonio, when he was, you know, able to return, he didn't feel comfortable. So, you know, he got his own personal doctor and the doctors, you know, started telling him, you know, you're not ready to get out there. You're still injured. You're still hurt. You know, you've got a long way to go. And that's what Kawhi Leonard did is, you know, he sat out, and that's where he made his final decision is, like, you know, San Antonio doesn't value me here. You know, I'm getting up on out of here. He demanded the trade. Now he's in Toronto. They've taken great care of him. They've had him on, you know, minute restrictions or not game restrictions throughout the season, you know, watching his health. But when it came down to playoff basketball, they made sure he was ready to go. And I think with the Golden State Warriors, it was kind of like, you know, they, they thought they could win it without KD, and it got to a point to where, you know, they were getting desperate. And, you know, it just it's a business at the end of the day, and I just feel like the team doctors did what was better for the Golden State Warriors and not for Kevin Durant. Because, I mean, to tell a player the worst thing you can do is tweak your calf again is, I think, the worst advice you can give, you know, anyone. I mean, especially as a doctor who's, you know, supposed to be top of the line – because I mean, you're working for the Golden State Warriors, and you give a guy misleading information like that. I think that's just ridiculous. I mean, and and, and another another thing I was actually uh, you know talking to my friend
1: about is expect to see a lot of load management happen within these next few years. Um, I think you know Kawhi Leonard is definitely a great example of load management, and now he's killing in the playoffs. He looks fresh, and then even he, he right now he's injured, and we understand that Kawhi Leonard has an injury right now, but. He has taken so many games off that he can still manage to play through this injury. I think you're going to see a lot of players go through load management. And I argued with someone, I feel like a lot of players on this Golden State Warriors team should have gone through a load management cycle as well. They have been to five consecutive finals. They have played the most games in a five-year span more than anyone else, and for that, you know how much mileage that is on the body, and, and that's what it comes down to. Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green, and even to an extent, Andre Iguodala—they all should have taken load management. All should have played high 50s to low 60s, uh, you know, amount of games played. That that team still would have made the finals. I mean, excuse me, still would have made the playoffs no matter what. Warriors are a team that don't really matter about seeding because we know who they are. Load management should have been a thing for that Warriors team, especially going to five straight finals. I think that that was something that they needed to highlight. But you know, back back to the topic, uh, man, it's just bad for Kevin Durant, and I I don't, and I'm and, and I'm looking at NBA free agency. It's really gone. Like the excitement has gone down to a to a less degree. I mean, you look at what Kevin Durant. He, Kevin Durant was gonna be the first domino, and that's what it came down to. Kevin Durant was the was the ace, and you know wherever Kevin Durant went, that's kind of shaped. That was that would shape the whole thing. Because if Kevin Durant, for example, went to the went to the Clippers, well now we know that Kyrie is not really going to New York. You know, and, and vice versa. So now without Kevin Durant we don't know where he's going to go i assume that any team in the nba is going to offer him a max contract or, or you know and that's rightfully deserved kevin durant is someone even after his uh, after his injury he might need a year and, and then another year to get back but he'll still be kevin durant at age 32 i don't know if he'll be 100% like himself but he'll still be an all-star in my opinion but but anyways i mean this free agency ha- i mean this this is i'm i'm at a loss for words right now that's what yeah. it comes to. i mean It sucks seeing someone like KD, someone who, you know, brings so much ticket sales to the game and whatnot. Now he's gone for the rest. You know, he's gone for a whole season. And, I I mean, if you look at the
0: list of Achilles injuries, I mean, there was Chauncey Billups in, I believe, 2012. He never came back the same. DeMarcus Cousins, we haven't seen anything near the old DeMarcus Cousins. Wesley Matthews, well, he diminished. Kobe Bryant, one can argue it pretty much, you know, derailed his career i mean kevin durant now the fastest comeback time from an achilles injury was 237 days i think with kevin durant we're looking at a longer recovery time because you know he's six foot ten he's real athletic i think we're looking at 10 months to a year minimum i wouldn't be surprised if he took maybe 15 to 16 months off just because of who he is i mean the recovery process is tedious it's tough it's mentally challenging i mean i just prayers up to the man, and Mark Cuban had a good tweet the other night. He said, the takeaway from last night's finals GM should be that the NBA and PA invest in research into diagnostic tools that allow for proactive analysis of tendons and ligaments so that we can preempt the devastating injuries. I think, you know, with the era that we're in, it's 2019. The NBA's got to invest into, you know, more technology in terms of, you know, guys are getting more severe injuries and i think these injuries can be minimized due to you know technology you know looking deeper into your ligaments and tissues and things like that and seeing you know what they missed from an mri and things like that i think that'd be nice to implement in the future but we're way far behind in terms of how it's looking right now but anyways you know man you just don't want to see the, a guy of his caliber in his prime you know going down at the age of 30
1: and and one thing is that if Kevin Durant, I assume that Kevin Durant's leaving Golden State, but Kevin Durant really needs to take these pitch meetings seriously, especially during the free agency, and go to a team that will not rush him back. And that's what it comes down to. And, you know, it's really like looking. Like the New York Knicks. No, no, no. It's, it's, that's, uh, it's looking bad for the New York Knicks, in my, in my opinion. You go to the New York Knicks, they're a team that relies on ticket sales, they rely on having a superstar, and they haven't had one in how long? 20, 30 years? If Kevin Durant wants to take a year off, or, or even a year and a half off, I don't know if the New York Knicks will be perfectly fine with that, and that's what it comes down to. I think if if Kevin Durant goes to a situation where they express their comfort, comfort comfortability, excuse me, and they they, they they're not going to rush him to come back and whatnot, I think it's okay. But I just don't look. I I don't expect New York, and I hope New York, you know, allows him to come back at a reasonably time timely manner, but. Kevin Durant really needs to take his pitch meeting seriously and go to a team that that's gonna let him recover on his own time and not rush him at all.
0: Well, I, I think New York would be the, the the bet his best shot because I mean you look at the Brooklyn Nets, they're in pretty much a win now scenario. You know, they've got they've got D'Angelo Russell, they've got Caris Liver, Spencer Dinwiddie all balling out. You got Jaron Allen stepping up, you got New York, who, you know, had one of the worst records in the league. They, I really don't see them winning a championship next year, so I feel like they wouldn't mind, you know, giving up one year, bringing in their. Well, drafted. it depends.
1: It depends because what if they get, for example, a Kyrie Irving as well? Well, then, Kyrie
0: Irving, it's already they said it's either between well, Brooklyn uh, and L.A.
1: Okay, well, no, I'm saying for example, like what if they get a, a Kemba Walker or a Kyrie Irving or so or someone to patch uh, to uh, to you know. Get Kevin Durant with, but su- that's all. What if? I okay, mean, okay, but hear me you out. You can't live off what if.
0: No, but you well you
1: can because New York has two max slots, so I'm assuming they're going to get a max type of player. Yeah, but I
0: mean, you can't say what if if a guy like Kyrie already has his decision made, and a guy like Kimba is leaning towards resign. Well, I'm just
1: saying a name. I'm just saying an all star, an example. Do you want me to? I mean, if, no. If, if, I'm
0: just saying like that. That I'm just saying, speaking off of you know reports.
1: Well, no, I'm saying, but I'm saying what if because there's still some a chance that Kyrie might be matched up with Kevin Durant. So I'm saying, what if someone, let's just say, hypothetically, someone a name of Kyrie Irving, even though Kyrie Irving is probably not going to New York, but let's say they match Kevin Durant up with an all-star. I don't know. What if they're in a win-now situation as well? What if they get, for example, a Jimmy Butler in New York or someone that's an all-star caliber player to match up with Kevin Durant? Now you have that one all-star caliber player with that young core. They're all waiting for Kevin Durant to come. There might be some, you know, there might they might want to rush Kevin Durant back, and that's the only that's the only speculation I have with New York.
0: I mean, I, I think now this matter is not in New York's hands; it's in Kevin Durant and his team's hands, and I I don't think anyone can really affect his decision to return. I think it's all going to be, you know, how he feels and on his own time. Because I mean, the guy, the guy could have put his career in jeopardy, you know, going off of what the Golden State Warriors wanted for him, and I think now it's just you know New York's going to go off. Of if New York's going to want to re-sign Durant, everything's got to go Durant's way. It can't go New York's way. And I think that's just like – that's just that's going to be what it's going to come down to, in yep. my opinion. But anyways, enough with KD talk. You know, two nights ago, the Raptors were on a – or Kawhi Leonard, we can say, was on a 10-0 run. And then we had 3.05 left in the game. Nick Nurse calls a timeout. Did he blow the game?
1: I think that was one of the worst timeouts I've ever seen. Um if you you got to look at the content of the game and Kawhi Leonard just went on his own personal 10-0 run and there was no one in the building that was stopping him. You know, he hit two threes, he was cooking Clay Thompson and he hit a three on Andre Iguodala's face. That was that that was the run that solidified Kawhi Leonard as a top-tier player. What he did in that little span in a in a in a, a closing game in an NBA Finals, that was tremendous what Kawhi Leonard did. And Nick Nurse is a relatively new head coach. This is his first year as a head coach. This was a foolish timeout. This was one of the worst. Because if all, first of all, you got to look at look at Steph Curry, look at Klay Thompson during those possessions. They were gassed. They were now they they needed they needed a break. And after that timeout called, Golden State made three. Made, excuse me, made three threes, nine points coming off that little timeout, and they were shooting tremendous from the three point line. On the other hand, Toronto went 1-for-5 after that timeout, so it's bad. I mean, it's extremely bad. I think what Nurkner did, that was a foolish timeout. It would have made sense if Steve Kerr called a timeout. But sometimes, especially with a team like the Toronto Raptors, who's on probably the biggest momentum wave in NBA history, a team that has never been to the finals, has a whole country behind your back, and... Now you want to call it. You have to ride the wave. You have to ride the momentum. Kawhi Leonard's cooking. Let him cook. Let him do his thing. You know why? Because your whole playoff run, your whole playoff success has been on momentum and Kawhi Leonard. Those two things. Guys like Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siaka, Marcus all, they have stepped up, especially at home. You have the momentum. So then now you want to call a timeout with 305 left whenever you're up six and Kawhi Leonard has just scored 10 straight points. That's foolish to me. I would understand if it was the other way around. Steve Kirk all the time wants to get his guys regrouped and everything, you know, come back together. But Toronto was killing the Golden State Warriors. You're up six, three minutes left. Golden State looks lost. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson look gas. This was a foolish timeout. I think this was a horrible timeout by Nick Nurse. I don't want to completely blow the uh, excuse me blame the uh, blame the whole game on him. I think this was a horrible call. But let's not forget there was a lot of there was a lot of mishaps going on after those three minutes. Uh, Toronto played some bad basketball as well. But Nick Nurse should have rode the wave.
0: I think he definitely blew the game simply because you look at the Golden State Warriors. They wanted to call a timeout, but they had one timeout left. So I mean, what Nick Nurse did was in favor of the Warriors. He kind of allowed the Warriors to regroup, and, I mean, they came lights out. They hit, what, three straight threes, and, I mean, it it just, you know, it went down from there. I think the Raptors shot 17% after that timeout for the final three minutes. You know, I think as a coach, you know, you're in the NBA Finals. I mean, you just, you got to sometimes put the matter in your players' own hands. I mean, they're on a hot run. Kawhi Leonard's on a 10-0 tear. You know, no one could stop him at that point. Just let him do what he can. And then whenever the Warriors possibly go in maybe a 5-0 run, then go ahead and call that timeout. But for Nick Nurse to, you know, go ahead and make a call, a gutsy call like that in the NBA Finals with, you know, basically the city of Toronto just shaking that stadium up, I think that was the worst thing to do. He killed the momentum, and he definitely lost the game for the Toronto Raptors. I mean, I look at what Nick Nurse did, and this could really de- detriment him in the series. I, I mean, I still
1: think – raptors are winning this series they won two road games i wouldn't be surprised if they won a third but what nick nurse did um i mean he knows he messed up and that's what it comes down to um i i I don't see golden state winning this series at all but i would not be surprised if this series goes to game seven and golden state we also got to remember this golden state is playing their last home game at oracle arena ever like imagine the momentum they're about to have imagine the adrenaline they're about to have things are about to go crazy at oracle arena so toronto's gonna toronto's gonna got they gotta come prepared and th- i mean they were three minutes away from a championship you know Kawhi Leonard cooking and whatnot this i mean nick nurse one shot <laughs> i mean yeah and and you know i i did i did bash on kyle larry i do want to say he did the ball did get tipped draymond green did block him but i mean what nick nurse did uh that was a horrible timeout and that's what it comes down to and you know there was a they they asked him after prior uh, prior to the game. They were like, you know, why why'd you call timeout? He was like, you know, well, we got two timeouts, so I want to. That's what? What are you? What are you talking about? You have two timeouts. Doesn't mean you have to call your timeouts, and, and especially during that that little run. But other than that, and you've and you look at what Kawhi Leonard. You look uh, after Nick Nurse called the timeout. Look at Kawhi Leonard's face. He looked irritated. He he looked flabbergasted. He was like, what? I'm cooking right now. You know, like what, 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 what's what's going on? But. Other than that, what Nick Nurse did, I think it was foolish. And, uh, you know, this could really hurt them in the series.
0: Yeah. Yeah, He definitely sucked the energy out. And I think Golden State Warriors, you know, you're heading home for Game 6. This series going to 7. I don't see him losing three three home games in a playoff series. I just don't think it's possible. I think these fans are going to be, you know, really loud. And I think the way that, you know, things turned around when Durant went down and the fans cheering and things like that, I think you just – you activated a whole nother level of Warriors basketball, and I think you know one can argue that they saw it on the court. Cause once that, once that Nick Nurse timeout, it hit three minutes. I think the Warriors looked at each other they're like, yeah, we're not going home. You know, it's it's we're we're not allowing this team to you know become champions tonight. And I mean, just activated Curry mode. Clay Thompson went off. We saw Game Six Clay in Game Five. I think Clay's going off Game Six. I think Warriors steal Game Six, and it's all gonna come down to Game Seven. And who's the better team? And I think who wins game seven is whoever gets the momentum early. And I think that's just going to transition all the way into the game.
1: Um, I mean, I look at what, you know, what to, I think Toronto is the better team. And I think a lot of people can agree on that. They've won a majority of the quarters throughout the series. Um, You know, prior to game four, I think it was like 12 out of 14 quarters they won or some, something along those lines. Oh, excuse me, 10 out of 12 quarters. But, I mean, other than that, the Toronto Raptors have been the better team the whole series. And now Golden State, I feel like the Golden State is depleted. Uh, you know, one can argue. I understand if one wants one wants to say that they're motivated now, but I feel like losing KD in the manner that they did, with all the speculation going on within this Warriors organization, looking at the team doctors, looking at Bob Myers crying and whatnot. I don't know. I don't know how the Warriors are going to come back with this. I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm hoping it's a good series, but I would not. I would not be surprised if they won a third game on the road.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't as as well, but I just don't see it happening. But I, I still think Toronto. Is gonna win this series, but I just don't think they're gonna win Game Six. It's gonna come down to Game Seven. It's gonna be it's anyone's game at that point. But anyways, let's switch it up to NFL talk. You know, Jalen Ramsey has finally you know came back to practice, training camp. But his response to the Jaguars saying that they're not giving an extension was, "I'm I'm gonna ask for so much money they have to put me on layaway." What does this mean for his future with the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, well
1: number one, he tweeted that as a quote-unquote joke, and you know, if you look at the interview that he had, you know, with the with the reporters and whatnot during media day, they were asking him, you know, you know, he, he basically announced that they're, that they're not gonna you know sign him to a a contract extension, but you know, he's he they they did pick up his uh, his option. He's a Pro Bowler. He's gonna be end up making fourteen mil in twenty twenty. So I look what J- Jalen Ramsey said, and you know. I think it's a little childish, you know? I think think talking about your professional business, talking about contractual situations, especially during training camp and media day and whatnot, I think that's a little childish, especially knowing who Jalen Ramsey is. Now, keep in mind, if this was Tom Brady or someone who has a great resume of keeping up with the media, looks mature, and seems mature as well, that's okay. But Jalen Ramsey, especially last year, has gone through so much speculation, especially with the media. Looks, ch- he seems childish. You know, someone who's always constantly running his mouth. I think this. I don't think this was the right move. I think he's he's 24 year old. I think sometimes you got to keep that side of the that side of the table for other times. But back back to the point, because first. He has he has a whole another year to play. We don't know what's actually going to happen to the ja- uh, to Jalen Ramsey and the Jackson Jacksonville Jaguars. And another thing is, look at the Jaguars Twitter. They announced that the, there was no truth to that rumor. There was no truth to that rumor. So. We really don't. I, I, obviously, I don't. I don't understand why Jalen Ramsey would want to lie about that. But you know, there's two sides to every story. Now, if Jalen Ramsey leaves the Jaguars, I think that's a foolish mistake. I think that's one of the worst things that the Jack- Jacksonville Jaguars can do. Especially, you know, he's 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 the name for that defense. He is the superstar for that defense. One of the best cornerbacks in the league. He's young. He's 24 years old. I think if he if the Jag- Jacksonville Jaguars end up letting him go, I think that will be extremely foolish of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't blame him for – I mean, I feel like at this point, when you're a guy like Jalen Ramsey, you know you're the best corner in the league. I mean, it's just a little joke. I feel like he can say what he wants because one thing for sure that we know, if the Jacksonville Jaguars don't want to pay him, you've got 31 other teams that will pay him. I mean, this guy is the best corner in the league. You know, he, he's healthy. You know, he's got quick feet. And I think one thing that people don't notice about Jalen Ramsey that makes him so special – his ability to read the quarterback. I mean, this guy, there's been plays if you watch the footage where he can predict plays when he's 50 yards out, 50 yards out, and he will be the guy breaking up the pass. I mean, he'll run all the way downfield to the other side and you know, you see him get his hand on the ball or you know, disrupt the offense and things like that. I think that's what makes him special. I mean, because if you look on the stat sheet, 3 years, 9 interceptions, but if you look at the footage you see why he doesn't have many interceptions because quarterbacks try to avoid the guy. And I think, you know, with a guy at 24 years old who, you know, maybe his second year in the league, one can argue he was already the best cornerback in the NFL. I think, you know, right now it's, you know, he had a little bit of a down year, but overall I still have him as the best cornerback in the league. He's got, he's got, you know, many years ahead of him. He's healthy. He hasn't shown, you know, any Any signs of him, you know, slowing down anytime soon. So I think for him to say that is okay just because he's Jalen Ramsey. But I I think it's just, you know, certain guys can say certain things. But, you know, had it been, you know, another guy, say like a Josh Norman, you know, because we saw him get paid and he really hasn't proven himself, you know, for him to probably, you know, argue about an upcoming extension and getting paid. Okay, I understand. But this is Jalen Ramsey. This is the best corner in the league. I mean, the man, the man, you know, one can argue he's childish, but when he's on that football field, it's no fun in games. I mean, he's got real estate in your head. Think thing about Jalen Ramsey is
1: <clears throat> he's definitely underpaid. I mean, look at that rookie contract, and you said it yourself. I mean, he's going to end up getting paid. If Jack, if the Jags don't want to pay him, okay, well, you got, you know, 30, uh, 31 other teams I do want to pay you. That's what it comes down to. Um, you know, Jalen Ramsey, and you brought up how he's a, he's great at reading the QB's eyes, almost 50 deflected passes throughout his three-year career so that's I mean that's ridiculous you look at what Jalen Ramsey brings for that Jacksonville Jaguars team and for that defense who's extremely young I mean if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars I gotta I gotta try to keep everyone I know you just paid you know Nick Foles a, a tremendous huge bag but you're gonna have to try, try to keep your key guys I think Jalen Ramsey is one of their key guys and that's what it comes down to he's the and you said he's one of the best Q, uh, cornerbacks in the league um what Jalen Ramsey does for the Jacksonville Jaguars is a little more than football, and they have they they finally have the superstar that they haven't had in a while. And what Jalen Ramsey does is, is is a little more than football. So I think if the Jaguars let him go, I think it's I think it's a horrible call. And yeah. there's 31 other teams I do want to sign him. So
0: yeah, and I I think it's good you got a guy like Jalen Ramsey who can play football and talk trash. I mean football is a physical sport. I mean you've seen the greats like you know Ray Lewis, Steve Smith. You know, all loudmouth Chad, Chad Ochocinco, bringing out the competitive spirit of other guys on other teams. You know, kind of throwing other dudes off their game because they're trying to do too much. You know, to you know, impress and things like that. And that's what Jalen Ramsey's good at is, you know, getting into a wide receiver's head. You know, telling them, you know, he's soft, like he did with uh, AJ Green and things like that. You know, making, you know, he's he's Showtime football. And I think it's you know, when you watch a big game. And it's, you know, against the Jacksonville Jaguars, it's a game where you want to sit down and enjoy it because you know it's going to be a good one. You know you're going to see more than football. You're going to see the trash talk. You're going to see the arguments, the disputes. And that's what makes him special is that he brings out the competitive nature. And, I mean, this guy's box office in terms of football.
1: And But one thing about Jalen Ramsey is that there's some negatives to him. You know, you look at what happened last year, especially after that Giants game. He was basically calling out everyone on his defense. He said, well, you know, I'm only worried about myself. I don't really care. And, that, and you know, that's a little childish. What Jalen Ramsey said last year in the 2018 season, basically saying it's all for one or one for all, however you want to name it, and saying that, you know, he's only there for himself. That's a little selfish. So you, Someone like Jalen Ramsey, who, who is your franchise player, someone who's one of the best defenders in the league, saying that sometimes you got to question his maturity. As a 24-year-old and someone who has constantly made headlines within the media, He's someone you got to keep your eye out on. So, uh, you know, he definitely brings out the competitive side of players, but to an extent, sometimes he brings out the worst in his teammates, worst in himself as well. Jalen Ramsey is going to have to be someone you got to watch.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. His maturity is an issue, but I think now that you've actually got a quarterback who can play football, unlike that scrub Blake Bortles, I think this Jacksonville team, you know, is heading in the right direction. I mean, it's frustrating when you're one game away from a Super Bowl. And then you go into the next year, and the reason why your team is doing straight trash is because of your quarterback, who, who you know, you, you kind of look at the year before and you're like, man, if we had just somebody else, we're arguably Super Bowl champions. Or if not, we're in the Super Bowl. So I think, you know, that, that could be a big thing that plays into account. Because when you got a guy like Nick Foles now, who's a Super Bowl champion, I mean, that really affects the locker room in a greater way. And a guy like Jalen Ramsey can really build off of his mentality. And, you know, really mature off of a guy like Nick Foles, who almost went from, you know, quitting from the NFL to, you know, giving giving it one more shot, becoming a Super Bowl champion and getting a big bag. So I think Jalen Ramsey can really benefit from that. You know, unlike a guy like Blake Bortles, who, you know, really shouldn't be a starting quarterback in this league. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. You already know what it is, though. It's Sports Decaf. It is your boy, Thoreau Fatul. It's your boy Thaddeus Abdullah on this Wednesday, and we are out.